0: Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Rap Chat Podcast Before we get into the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe uh, to our channel Click on on the notification bell Uh, If you're listening on audio platforms, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts uh, Leave us a review, please, we really appreciate those five stars, please Uh, The reviews really go a long way, and uh, it means a lot to us um, and on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, you can find us on all social media platforms at RapChat Podcast, where, you know, try to post clips of the show every week. Uh, I think those are going be picking up come playoff time. Going to get a lot of uh, engagement going on there. Uh, I'm your host, Sam Kenny, and this looks a little different right now. We are, uh, Elias and Luke are not here. It's Easter weekend. People have family stuff going on, but uh, it's the playoffs. So uh, I think our plan is during the playoffs. Uh, to recap every game uh, at the end of the game every Raptors game I think you know I think the next next recap should be myself and Elias then we should be back with all all three of us to recap the games uh, so you can listen to our recap you know a little half hour recap depending on how important the game is uh, you can listen to it the next morning I think that'll be a really nice nice way to go um, all right let's get into it I'm recording this uh, just after the Raptors uh, fell to the Seventy Sixers in Game One. They fell one thirty one to one eleven in Philadelphia. Philly now leads the series one to zero. <sighs> I'll say one thing before we get into it. I watched this game with such little stress uh, compared to years past. I think that's to do with two things. I think firstly, like the Raptors won a championship like you know three years ago. Um and I just think you know we got over that hump uh the the stress of the Lebroncho years and all that that's gone now, right like the Raptors have won it all, that's why you that's why you watch basketball, and you know obviously you're cheering for more championships, but I think that getting over the hump on that first one and it being still so recent uh you know I think I, everything now is just kind of gravy on top of that. I'm sure it'll be different in like ten years, but the fact that I can say I've seen a Raptors championship during my life uh has made like this game, and you know even last uh, the bubble playoffs much less stressful. Um second reason is the Raptors are underdogs. Like it may seem that 76ers, you know, are a weaker team. They've got real weaknesses. They're not necessarily a strong four seed. The Raptors are still the fifth seed, right? The 76ers are still the favorite and I think it's important to know uh to keep that in mind as Raptors fans that you know, we're the underdogs here, right? We're you know, we're fighting uh you know, we're not supposed to win this. Philly's supposed to go in and win game one as the upper seed at home. Uh, and I think that, you know, kind of contributed to, uh, you know, my lack of stress, even though uh, there are <laughs> there are probably things to be stressful about in this one, you know, including uh, Scotty Barnes. And I guess we'll get that out of the way now. Scotty went down with a, uh, they're calling it a sprained left ankle. He had negative uh, results on his x-ray, which is great. He's getting an MRI tomorrow. That's all from Nick Nurse and uh, Adrian Wojnarski that released a lot of stress you know I he might miss time but the fact that it's not broken um the fact that it seems it looked really bad uh it happened in the third quarter he was kind of digging down and a beat in the middle of the floor and be kind of spun over landed on his foot uh, unintentionally obviously and uh Scotty went down in a lot of pain had to be kind of helped off the court um and he was big tonight and that's that's going to be a big loss if he's, if he has to miss even like one game right that's 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 a big loss that's one of your four probably best players in the series someone who had a really good game uh but yeah we'll get look at that really negative part of the way that's the only thing I'm truly worried about after this game uh you know the key the key problems in this one was the Raptors couldn't the Raptors couldn't contain the Sixers on the defensive end they, they let 31 uh, let the other team score 131 points in a playoff game like that's frankly unacceptable you know uh it's, that's such a high scoring playoff game. the fact that the Raptors even scored 111 is kind of kind of high. like for example, earlier in the day, Dallas, Utah, Utah won 99 to 93 and those are two you know pretty strong defensive teams going at it and that's kind of what I expect from the Raptors um, especially like a team where you know, we're gonna have to win on our defense in the playoffs right We're gonna have to win you know some ugly games um, and 131 points isn't acceptable in that end and I think it comes down to a few reasons. Uh, number one, our inside defense really just wasn't there tonight, and it came in a couple of fronts. Um, the first, obviously, being Joel Embiid. He had a, a pretty dominant game in a very Joel Embiid-like uh, fashion. He only had five field goals, five for 15. Uh, he finished with uh, sixteen or 19 points, sorry, and 15 boards, four assists, uh, four of those boards coming on the offensive end. Uh, but it was just he got to the line. He got to the line 11 times, hit nine of them, The the Raptors really didn't have an answer for him. It was a soft whistle, I will say that. The whistle wasn't necessarily a playoff level whistle, but you can't, you know, the whistle wasn't responsible for for all 20 of those points, right? So, uh, Joel was able to get inside. Uh, For the most part, the Raptors, you know, had a mixture of Precious, Scotty, Kem while he was in the game on him, Uh, Pascal a little bit. But uh, Embiid was able to catch catch down low so many times and just get easy finishes. He was, uh, when the guards collapsed the defense, Embiid was there for a lot of putbacks. And then he was just able to, you know, kind of prey upon the Raptors' inexperience, their, their young guys inexperience, guys like Boucher and stuff, uh, and draw fouls and get to the free throw line. That's, you know, Joel Embiid's at his best when he's dictating the whistle, when he's dictating the physicality of a game. And, you know, he did that all night long. Second thing defensively was our inability to contain Phillies guards, James Harden and Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey had a unreal game, 38 points on 14 of 21 shooting, 5 for 8 from 3. He was so, like, you know, it, the fact, you know, you, you could see Tyrese Maxey going off and, and doing it by getting to the rim, right, using his speed, getting to the floater area. But uh, he was so hot, he had five, you know, he had five threes, right? He had what a deep heat check three in the third quarter, way over precious uh you know you just gotta tip your cap to that you know there's nothing you can do about that but you can do something about him getting inside and I think the Raptors you know for as good as Fred Van Vliet is on the defensive end he does struggle with the quick guards the guards the quick first steps you know we've seen that with Tyrese we've seen that in the past when when Dame Lillard is at his at his best uh guys like Trey Young uh usually kind of have their way with Fred you know, Fred is a lot better with the Steph Currys of the world, right? When he's running off screens, taking angles off screens, he struggles a little more with the straight line drives. And Maxi took took full advantage of that and took advantage of Gary Trent as well, who really struggles uh, to guard the drive without fouling. He just doesn't have the, the lateral quickness that, uh, that that lockdown perimeter defenders have. And, and Maxie was able to get to the rim whenever he wanted, whether it was off of, you know, actions run for him, uh, pick and roll, empty side pick and rolls. Uh, they'd flatten out for him a couple times, or it was it was him? You know, attacking off the catch after the defense was already collapsed and just taking uh, taking advantage of a routine defense. Uh, Maxi preyed on that all night. Uh, Harden, you know, pretty dominant night uh, in a diff- you know a very Harden-esque fashion. 22 and 14 assists. Uh, only six for 17 from the field, six for seven from the free throw line. Uh, Harden did a great job. He was getting inside whenever he wanted, and that was the worrisome thing for me. Uh, James Harden's lost a lot of that first step that made him so elite in his Houston days, and I I just th- I I would like to see more OG Ananobi on him. Uh, I would honestly like to see a little bit more Fred lead on him and to use that strength factor. Um, you know Harden was just, uh there was, was Scotty Barnes had a hard time sitting in front of him. And when Harden's getting into the paint, he's still an elite. You know, if his finishing's gone down a bit, he's, he's still an elite passer. And he was just spraying out to shooters. And credit, credit the Sixers' role players. You know, they hit shots tonight. Uh, and James Harden's three-point shot was falling. And, and when his three-point shot's falling, and when he's able to get to the paint and create for others, you know, you're going to have a long night. He scored two points inside the arc. But I thought he was, you know, other than Maxie, their best offensive player tonight. He, uh, you know, and, and here's the thing with Harden. And here's why I'm not, you know, what I'm looking for in game two. And it's the Raptors found a lot of success in our last matchup against Philly, just kind of hard-switching everything uh, and that does two things uh, especially against their guards uh, Maxey's a little harder just because his, his pure speed is just a whole other level but with Harden is he loves to pick on that weak link and the Raptors have some weak links you know Scotty Barnes laterally isn't quite there Gary Trent Jr uh, against a guy like Harden is pretty liable to foul as we saw uh, he fouled Harden on a three reaching in and Harden's going to take advantage of that every time but I think by switching, you limit Harden's ability to manipulate the defense. And you almost take away his uh, playmaking, you know, part of his playmaking uh, aspect of his game. And, I, you know, you're almost forcing him, right? You're coaxing him, taking that step back three into settling, into not getting into the paint, kicking out to wide open shooters, right? You'd rather James Harden taking that contested step back three. You know, and I'm okay with guys like Precious or Pascal or OG or Fred, like, I'm okay with all those guys switching on to on to James Harden. I think you know those guys could handle their own, and I think we saw that how it really tired him out having to like go against uh, a flat set defense every time. He's just not that guy anymore. Uh, so I'd like to see a lot more switching uh, in general from the Raptors. I think just come playoff time, it's hard to execute that that scheme that they have. I'd like to see you know double and beat hard, um, but everyone else you just kind of switch everything else, uh, especially with those lineups with Precious on the floor. And with guys like Gary Trent off the floor, I think you can do that uh, a lot more. All right, let's look to the Raptors side of things. Um, not all bad. And there's two guys I really want to highlight who did a great job on the offensive end. And it was almost like a tale of a tale of two halves for them. The first half was uh, kind of Scotty Barnes' half on the offensive end. He uh, was aggressive early. He was hunting out mismatches uh, with guys like Danny Green and Tobias Harris on him. Uh, getting to the line, he got to the line nine times in 31 minutes, hit seven free throws. Uh, he was fearless attacking guys again, beat at the rim, and I think that's super important. Uh, you know, there's not going to be clean looks or that many clean looks in the playoffs uh, series, especially for inside players like, like Scotty Barnes. And the fact that he, you know, there was an obvious emphasis to to involve him early because if Pascal is getting guarded by you know, beat or he's getting shade all you know, all those defenders shading towards him. Scotty's gonna have some mismatches and, you know, frankly, Danny Green just can't guard him. Uh so I loved seeing Scotty aggressive early. I thought he had a great game before he got hurt. Uh 15, 10 and eight. Uh your playoff debut was really really not too bad and only two two turnovers. You know the Raptors in general were pretty uh pretty good with the ball today, uh turning it over. Uh and then the guy at the second half, well, you know, two guys but one guy in particular was Pascal Siakam. First half, he, it wasn't that he was it wasn't bad in the first half, but the Sixers were basically, you know, they were changing their primary defender on him. Uh, it was Niang at times. It was hard, uh, Embiid for a lot more than expected uh, early in the game. Uh, but even like it, they were fine having a guy like Harden on him or a guy like Tobias on him, just because they were shading so many defenders his way. Right when Pascal had the ball, it was you know they were okay with him. Uh, Settling for the the mid range shot and he and he knocked down a few of those and they were they were really nice but they were just basically their game plan was Pascal's not getting to the rim and we're gonna force him to kick out to shooters or dump off to cutters because uh, we're not getting beaten by drives because Pascal's killed the Sixers on drives all year and I think in that that first half uh, I think he was almost a little too hesitant um, just sort of you know getting the feel of things right picking up the defense. Uh, you know, and I don't blame him, right? You don't want to drive into four guys in the first quarter, right? So, um, you know, he tried to get his other teammates involved. It wasn't working great, uh, especially Gary and Fred had a tough first half uh, shooting the ball. OG had a bit of a tough, uh, or he wasn't just too, that involved in the first half, and you weren't getting much from any of the other supporting guys, uh, you know, offensively, other than Scottie. Uh And so that's why I think the offense looked really tough in that first half. But second half, Pascal kind of... You know, settled down and uh, took his time and really, I think, started relying on that in between area. You know, going to his hook shot, going to his push shot, and uh, you know, he really settled into a groove in that second half. He finished the game with 24 and seven assists uh, on 19 of 18 shooting or nine of 18 shooting. Sorry, you know, that's that's really good. You know, come play up like with the attention he's getting, you could and three blocks. Right, he was great on the defensive end. Uh, suffered a little bit of foul trouble. You know, I I'll take that from Pascal every single night. I thought he was really great at manipulating the defense. Uh, he made the right pass almost every single time. You know, but the Sixers' game plan is obvious, right? Their their game plan is we're gonna let other guys beat us. Uh, and you know, we're if we're gonna lose, you know, we're gonna lose knowing that we didn't lose to Pascal Siakum. And I think Pascal's the type of player. You know, he's he's big enough, right? He can get a shot up over two guys. He can score even with that amount of of coverage on him. And he's a great passer, right? So and, and I think that's. He found a nice balance in the second half He had some great tacks to the rim Uh, He got to the line five times, converted all five You know, his in-between finishing was great Uh, I thought, you know, really really positive night from Pascal on on, on both ends And then and Obi, really nice second half First half, a little bit, uh, you know, not too involved I think he hit his first three Uh, But he gave you 20 points, seven boards and two assists Uh, I thought his defense was really solid And offensively, he had a few beautiful drives uh, A couple nice pull-ups, you know he knocked down two of his five threes. Uh, I don't think, you know, seven inside the arc shots but uh, are bakes by OG. You know, seven for 10 from inside is super, super promising, especially in a playoff game, right, where the Sixers are really packing the paint. And that's going to be important going forward, right, especially if Sky is going to miss some time or it's not going to be 100% uh, against this team, you know, with the attention Pascal gets. A guy like OG is going to really have to take on a big scoring role. Um, you know, and I think it also, also considering the trouble, I think some of the guards have uh, with, the length on the wings of Philly. Um, you know, I think OG can really take advantage of that and really, really promising second half. You know, exactly what you need to see from him. We've said, you know, all year that OG's got to be the third best guy. He's the X factor for any sort of playoff success the Raptors want. And he did what I wanted to see uh, tonight, especially in that second half. Some just some beautiful drives by him. Um, some other guys, the pack court. You know, Fred thought it a good game. He fouled out, um, he was dealing with foul trouble sort of all game. Uh, you know, defensively he had some nice, you know, classic Fred dig downs. I thought he did struggle with the uh, with the athleticism and uh, you know of Tyrese Maxey. And I would would like to see, you know, I wouldn't mind throwing Fred. You know, I understand, I I, I don't mind him on Harden, but I wouldn't mind you know having him as a little more of an off ball rover and being that you know guy who digs down on Embiid. You know, even though he doesn't have the length as some of the doubles we throw at Embiid, I think he can really. You know, disrupting things on that end, or maybe he's the third guy you throw at Joel. Um, so I think he, there's a you know there's a chance to kind of reimagine Fred's role in defense uh, in this series. Offensively, you know, he shot the three ball well, four for seven for three. You know, you can't ask for much better than that. Uh, a couple of really nice finishes, a couple of nice pull ups. Uh, I guess you know you maybe want to see him be a little more aggressive, uh, especially with Pascal um, with the coverage he's getting. I thought there might have been some chances for Fred to uh, to you know control the offense a little more. Um, But, you know, game one, I think he'll feel it out as the series goes on. Gary Trent, really tough game. Uh, Really tough game on both ends. Two for 11 from the field, two for seven from a three. I think both those came in the second half, you know, got to the line four times. Um, You know, Gary, uh, you know, this is the thing with Gary, right? He's a streaky shooter. He is going to have these games where it looks really bad. He's going to have, you know... I know he'll probably have a playoff game where he's going to go, you know, 4 for 4 for 6 or 4 for 7 from 3, right? And you, you're trying to bank on that. Uh you wish you could get consistency on the other end cuz he looked, you know, he looked pretty lost on on the defensive end tonight. He uh he struggled to keep guys in front of him. Uh you know, he struggled off ball with rotations. You know, I think uh you know, I really just want to see that 3-point consistency from Gary. Right? I, I don't care about the inside the arc stuff at all. You know, he's getting left open too. you know, the Sixers, you know, they're guarding him, but they're not, you know, he's not bringing up a crazy amount of gravity and the shots were there for him. He just got to knock him down. Uh, and you got to see at least a little more consistency on the defensive end. It was a little bit, a little bit of a tough showing for Gary tonight. Um, you know, but I'm sure he'll b- bounce back. I think there's real, you know, there's obvious, you know, low hanging fruit uh, for him to, to, to bounce back. You know, I think, I think the defense, you know, just be a little bit better. I think he'd be put in some better positions Um You know, when I wouldn't mind, you know, maybe a few less minutes from him. He only actually played 26 tonight, which, you know, that's actually pretty decent. Um, Because there's another guy who played really well tonight, and that was uh, Precious Achua. Really tough first half, you know? He looked rushed. Looked a bit like first half Precious on both ends. He was a little bit all over the place, you know, first career. uh, You know, big playoff minutes. Second half, though, he settled down, and he was awesome. Both ends, uh, you know, hit two threes. Uh, he had a beautiful defensive stand on James Harden, where he, uh, he he stuck with him the full drive and then stood him up in, in the in in the floater range and blocked him. Um, you know, classic Precious defensive half. It was just you know dominant, really. Uh, and on the offensive end, I thought he made a few great uh, decisions in transition. I thought he made those all game, and uh, you know I thought he shot the three ball well. Two for four from three in a playoff game for Precious Achua. I'm taking that every single day. You know that's amazing. Uh, I'm taking I'll take one three from him in a playoff game like this uh and I think there is an opportunity to see you know the starters with Gary out of the starting lineup you know or not maybe not Gary necessarily he'll probably start still but I like to see Precious get run with Fred Pascal uh OG and you know hopefully Scotty I think Precious uh really unlocks the Raptors ability to switch on the defense he gives you know Embiid you know gave it to him uh a lot tonight he uh You know, he uses size on him. Precious is a big dude, but he, you know, and is just a whole different, you know, size. Like, Precious just isn't there. Uh, And that's not even a fault of his own. Um, But I think he, you know, gives us a real opportunity to send, you know, longer switches at Joel or longer doubles at Joel. You know, I loved him guarding Harden. I think I would love that as a wrinkle to throw in there. Him being the primary primary defender on James. I think that's, you know, for a couple possessions, I think that could really make a difference. Um, but yeah, I thought, you know, Precious at second half was really, really promising, something you can take into the next game. Uh, and then Chris Boucher, you know, when he was on the court, he, he played pretty well, just uh, six fouls for Chris. He got a couple of tough calls. Uh, you know, Chris Boucher, game though, know, tried super hard, three for three from the fields, you know, played some solid defense, but, you know, he got, uh, he was getting pushed around a bit down low. You know, you like to see the rebounding be up there a little bit more. Uh, the Raptors on a whole struggle to rebound on both ends, and that's another thing offensively. Uh, the Raptors really didn't uh, take advantage of the offensive class, right? And that's the Raptors' whole offensive you know, game plan almost, right? Is to get more possessions than the other team because we're not the most efficient offensive team. And the Sixers aren't a great defensive rebounding team. You know, they're about middle of the pack, lower middle of the pack. Uh, and I thought there were some real opportunities for us to take advantage of that and we just kind of couldn't. You know, some of that might be to Chem. Cam Burch uh, got hit in the nose early in the game again. He was able to come back, but you know he's a pretty big piece to the offensive rebounding. And Thad Young, who uh, hurt his finger, I think the X-rays came back negative on that as well, which is great. But he's another. He only got to play five minutes, and he's another big piece to that offensive rebounding. Uh, and I think that's a real area that the Raptors can exploit. You know, I think that's actually essential. I don't think they win this series without it. And uh, they're going to need those old boards, right? Those grimy offensive possessions. Um, you know, and. Yeah, Pascal tonight. Noah boards. OG two. Uh, but Cam none, and Precious and and Chris only one each. Right? You need you need more than that. Um, you know, and and the Sixers uh, they they were able to really exploit the offensive rebounds on the other end. Uh, you know, Joel was dominant down there. Harden had a few. There was a bunch of weak side. Sorry, offensive rebounds uh, by guys like Thiable and uh, and Tobias Harris. But you know, stuff to clean up. And, and you know, I think that's why I'm not I'm not crazy. Uh, you know, worried for game two. I've got a lot of trust in Nick Nurse. Uh, he's shown time and time again you can make in series adjustments. You know, with the best of them. Doc Rivers, on the other hand, you know, kind of doesn't. But you know, he hasn't shown that he has to make any any off- uh, any you know adjustments. You know, his team played awesome. Uh, but I think the Raptors are going to come out. I would like to see you know a, a switchier uh, defense. You hope Scott he's okay but you know you'd hope you know uh, Gary can knock down some more threes I'd like to see OG take you know a few more threes just to spread that defense out a little bit more for Pascal because uh, on the other end the Sixers role players you know those guys hit threes and the Raptors they were okay with letting them shoot threes you know it, it, you know it was kind of Gary I mean Danny Green for example right the Raptors let him take as many threes as you want You went over five right and they're banking on that but the other end of that is twice Harris went three for five Tyrese Maxey right not an elite three point shooter went five for eight the Raptors were okay with him shooting those uh, George Niang two for three uh, you know Thibel hit his only three right you're not going to bank on that every night and then Shake Milton hit his open, his only three and those guys really stepped up for the Sixers right those are the guys that the Raptors are trying to you know their, their idea tonight was uh, you know we're going to try to shut down the superstars their superstars came through and their role players also came through uh, to push them over the finish line and especially Tyrese uh, you know He's he's the he's the player of the game. He had an unreal, unreal game for Tyrese Maxey again. You know, hurts a little bit knowing that uh, he was he was almost a Raptor, but you know, Precious, Precious played great as well. So, um, you know, I think that might wrap it up. Uh, I think we're gonna try to keep these kind of short. You know, game one. I'm sure a lot of people don't wanna fret on this one too much. You know, like to remind you, right? Just game one. Raptors, you know, won the won the Eastern Conference Finals in 2019, down 2-0 You know, it'll be all right. Uh, I expect Justin to be made coming out, uh, coming out of next game. Uh, you know, I'm hoping Scotty's all right, or I'm hoping it's just like a, a one game absence. Um, but other than that, you know, I think there's real, real opportunities for the Raptors to, to, uh, you know, to, to change the course of the series. You know, it's one game. The defense is gonna get better. You know, it almost can only get better. Uh, but uh, you know, if I if I want to give you know some stars of the game out. You know, there's Tyrese Maxey's in our one star. Uh, I'd give, I'd give, uh, I'd, I think I'd give James Harden a second star. I thought he had a really nice night uh, for all the hate he's got uh, from me included. Right, he hasn't looked great, uh, but he came out really settled down that Sixers offense. The Raptors had trouble uh, dealing with his playmaking, and then when that three point shots falling, James Harden. You know, he's one of the best scorers of all time for a reason. And third star, I'll give it to Pascal Siakam. I thought he was that second half. You know, that's that's what you do as as the team superstar. Uh, he did what he could tonight, and I thought he did a really nice night. I expect him to be even better next uh, next game, right when he when he knows exactly what he's going to see from the Sixers, uh, you know, based on their coverages. Uh, and I expect the Raptors to be have a much better showing next game. But yeah, the Raptors fall one thirty one one eleven to the Philadelphia seventy sixers in game one from Philly. Game two is on Monday night. Uh, then we'll have the reaction podcast for that. Uh, myself and Elias will be on that one. We'll be on Tuesday morning. You can listen to that. Uh, all right. I'm your host, Sam Kenny. Uh, before we leave, I'd love if you like, comment, subscribe to our YouTube. If you're listening, uh, leave us a review. Rate us five stars, please. Uh, you can follow us on social media at Ratchet Podcast, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. And uh, I'll see you next time. Peace.